Hello and welcome to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Don Hibbard. And I'm Courtney Bronze. And each week we bring you conservation topics and events from around the Endless Mountains. So on any given day, a trip through the Endless Mountains will provide you with amazing scenery. But one thing may, you may have noticed lately is one species of tree that doesn't seem to have any leaves and the bark appears to be falling off. What's going on with this particular species? And what species is it? The tree or trees we're discussing today on our program are commonly referred to as ash trees or the fraxinus species. This family includes white ash, black ash, green ash, and pumpkin ash all found in Pennsylvania. So what is happening to this family of trees? Well, we're going to credit this problem to an invasive insect called the emerald ash borer. The emerald ash borer is an exotic beetle that was discovered in southeastern Michigan near Detroit in the summer of 2002. The adult beetles nibble on ash foliage but cause little damage. The real problem is the larvae, or the immature stage, which feed on inner bark of the ash trees, disrupting the tree's ability to transport water and nutrients. The emerald ash borer probably arrived in the United States on solid wood packing material carried in cargo ships or airplanes originating in native Asia. As of October 2018, it's now found in 35 states and Canadian provinces of Ontario, Quebec, New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, and Manitoba. The emerald ash borer was found in western Pennsylvania in 2007 and is now found in nearly every county of the Commonwealth. On March 27, 2014, the emerald ash borer was confirmed in Susquehanna County near Montrose, PA on State Route 29. My question, I guess, is, you know, what happens when uh, emerald ash borer infests ash trees? Once a tree becomes infested, the foliage in the crown begins to thin above infested portions of the trunk and major branches because the larval stage of this wood-boring insect destroys the water and nutrient-conducting cells and tissues beneath the bark. Heavily infested trees exhibit canopy dieback, usually starting at the top of the tree. One-third to one-half of the branches could die in a year. Most of the canopy will be dead within two years of infestation. The larvae leave a S-shaped feeding gallery beneath the bark, and the adults exit the tree bark through a D-shaped exit hole when they emerge. Interesting. And I've definitely seen that uh, in my backyard as well. Okay. So uh, can you explain what the life cycle is in emerald ash borer? So research shows that the emerald ash borer have a one- or two-year life cycle, so the adults begin to come out of the ash trees in mid to late May, with peak emergence in late June to early July. After emerging, the adults eat ash leaves around the margins for about two weeks. Then the females begin to lay their eggs. The eggs hatch within one to two weeks, and young larvae bore through the bark and into the cambium, which is the active growing area between the bark and wood where the nutrient levels are high. And then the larvae feed beneath the bark for several weeks, usually from late July or early August through October. And the emerald ash borer typically pass through four stages, eventually reaching a length of one to one and a quarter inches. Most ash borers overwinter in a small chamber in the outer bark or in the outer inch of the wood. So I re not until recently did I ever see emerald ash borer 
and I found one in my backyard. Very unique looking. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw one before. Yeah, a couple times. Uh, okay, so I recognize them by their shiny green metallic appearance. And like you said, you know, one to one and a half inches long. So if people think they have an infestation of the emerald ash borer in their backyard or on their property, what are they going to look for? So there are several signs you can look for. Um, upper crown dieback, so like the top parts of your tree dying back. There's bark splitting, bark flaking, tissue damage from woodpeckers because they prey on the larvae. That D-shaped adult exit hole that I mentioned, and then the S-shaped larval feeding galleries if you peel off the bark. And then you can also look for epicormic branching, which is a shoot growing from a bud underneath the bark, stem, or branch. Yeah, especially this time of year, as I mentioned in the introduction to the program, um, you're going to notice that the trees, as they appear, that they're not going to have any leaves this time of year. So um, also, woodpeckers are pretty fond of emerald ash borer, and they're going to be attacking those trees. So definitely two things to look for, as well as what... Courtney mentioned. So the next question, I suppose, is how do we prevent or how do we take care of infestations if we have them? So there are several insecticide options for controlling emerald ash borer, but killing insects that feed under the bark with insecticide can be challenging. There's four different approaches you can take. Three of them are systemic insecticides, so they can be applied as soil injections or drenches, trunk injections, or lower trunk sprays. There's also protective cover sprays that are applied to the trunk, main branches, and foliage. Some of these options are marketed for use by homeowners, but the most effective options are intended for use only by certified pesticide applicators due to the use of restricted pesticides. You should typically begin your insecticide applications before your ash tree is infected. So there's another approach. It's called biological control or biocontrol, and it's the practice of importing or releasing natural enemies from the pest's native range to control target pest populations. Biological control has been used for over 100 years in the U.S. and has successfully controlled invasive plant and insect pests such as the gypsy moth, the winter moth, the ash whitefly, purple loosestrife, and kelmoth weed. Because the emerald ash borer is from Northeast Asia, U.S., Chinese, and Russian scientists have been searching for the emerald ash borer and its natural enemies in the region since 2003. In Asia, the emerald ash borer population densities are relatively low due to the combined effects of emerald ash borer resistance in the Asian ash species. Exploration for the emerald ash borer's natural enemies in China, Russia, and Korea has yielded several wasp parasitoids, and four species have been approved for release as biological controls of the emerald ash borer in the U.S., and others are under consideration. So, how does it work? Well, the wasp parasitize the emerald ash borer larvae by drilling through the bark and laying eggs on its host. The hatching parasitoid larvae feed and develop on the emerald ash borer larvae, resulting in death. Even better, the wasps survive the winter as larvae inside their hosts or the host gallery under the bark of ash trees. It's definitely an interesting approach and one that could be useful in, in future. 
But on a personal note, I do have a couple of ash trees in the backyard. And um, one was roughly 40 to 50 years old. And I watched it just succumb to the emerald ash borer. And I enjoy observation of my backyard. And so I noticed when it got attacked, there was less leaves. And I was kind of disappointed. Uh, and so I still watched, still observed. And what I noticed was the following year, after the first attack, uh, there was a heavy crop of seeds that are produced. And, you know, I, I researched it a bit and found out that trees do this uh, when they're under attack or when they're being stressed. One possibility is the high cost and the multiple risks. Trees need to produce seeds to pass along their genes and perpetuate their kind. Um, so my hope is that they've passed on those genes that are kind of a trigger for perhaps a, a chemical attack against the emerald ash borer. Uh, it's just my thinking. Uh, maybe it's wishful thinking. But it has happened in, in other cases with other plants. So maybe a, a glimmer of hope in this story. Well, I think that does it for today's show. If you have any questions related to today's show, you can contact the Conservation District by calling 570-782-2105. If you missed a portion of today's show, you can go to our website, www.suscondistrict.org, and find our Conservation Corner page with past episodes, links to information about past episodes, and a contact form where you can reach out and ask questions or make comments about the show. You can even suggest ideas for future shows. You've been listening to Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Courtney Bronze. And I'm Don Hibbert saying, enjoy the outdoors. <laughs>